everybody. Welcome to the Pac-Man Podcast, Patriotic American Citizen. I'm Ted Flint on the BMG Network as we prepare for Memorial Day, the Memorial Day weekend. It's uh, As you're listening to this, it's probably Sunday. And so many people view Memorial Day as you know a chance to barbecue and get together with family and friends. And that's a good thing. You know, I like barbecuing and and uh, meeting with family and friends, but Memorial Day is about remembering those who gave their lives for their country. It's not a holiday for all veterans. Certainly the veterans, we, we thank them for their service, the ones who are still with us. They have their day in November. Memorial Day is about those fallen soldiers who died in battle in service to their country and in service to our liberties. That's what Memorial Day is about, and I'm sure most of you know that, but so many people don't know it, I think. And it's a three-day weekend, right? A chance to barbecue and all that. It's a four-day weekend if you work for the state. A lot of state workers take off on Friday. So um, so we hope you and yours enjoy the day, certainly. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a very sad time with the recent shootings in Texas and in Buffalo. Uh, there's so much wrong with it, though, especially the, the shootings in Texas. We find out that uh, the police officers, they were outside for an hour before they went in and took out this this kid, this 18-year-old Salvador Ramos. They got their kids out, I read today. The police got their children out of the school, but they were hesitant. Now, I'm not going to cast aspersions on the, the police officers in Uvalde, but you know something? If you're not going to risk your life to save other people's lives, then you should not be a police officer. I had an uncle, 47 years. He was a homicide detective in the uh, Albany Police Department. You have to be prepared to give your life. That's why you accept the position. And the police hesitated for whatever reason. I mean, their job is to protect others. And these police officers, frankly, failed. And Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, said yesterday that uh, he was fed wrong information. He went immediately before the public with what he thought was accurate information. Then he found out later that it wasn't accurate, that the police did not do what they were supposed to do. And he was livid, disappointed, and he was angry, as he should be. So the police, they get their own kids out in Texas, and uh, and 19 children didn't make it out alive, and two adults, 21 people dead in Texas, maybe more. I think there were a couple in critical condition. Maybe they passed as well. I, I forget what the official death count is. I think it's 21, but it's just unbelievable. And then the, the shooting a couple of weeks back in Buffalo, and uh, I forget how many passed there. Ten, ten people were killed there. And, you know, there, there is a bill. It's always a bill. Uh, Republicans in the state legislature and the, the Republican running for one of the Republicans running for governor, Lee Zeldin, and the minority leaders in the Senate and Assembly, uh, Robert Ort in the Senate and our guy, Will Barclay, in the Assembly are calling for the reinstatement of the death penalty in New York State in the wake of the shootings, especially the one in Buffalo. But that's not going to go anywhere. We know it won't because the Democrats control the legislature and and the governor's mansion. But something has got to be done. I think we have to do something here in New York State. And I'm just hoping for a a red wave that's going to sweep across the entire country, even into New York State. Because these New York State lawmakers, these downstate Democrats, are so uh, arrogant and haughty. They think that they're going to be there forever. And I just would like to see, and I'm not sure it's going to happen, but this wave coming our way in November, Republicans are going to take control of the House and the Senate. I don't know how much it's going to affect New York, but hopefully it does as well. All right, I'm going to make this program quick. It's uh, it's a holiday weekend, and uh, 
I want to speak to Donald Trump's appearances. He spoke in uh, Texas at the NRA convention. I heard a local talk show. One of the callers was saying that he was, you know, not up to the uh, up to the task. He was a little bit maudlin. He was he was too laid back. And I'm thinking this this guy, this caller, is is not clued in to what's happening. I mean, there was just a, a horrific shooting shootings in Texas, and the president, ex president former president, soon to be future president, had to, yeah, I think, walk a fine line. He spoke at the NRA convention in Texas, and he had to you know, pay homage to the to the people who were killed this week in uh, Uvalde, Texas. So I think uh, Donald Trump, he is, he is in a league by himself. I guess he's speaking tonight as I record this. It's Saturday evening. He's speaking in Wyoming. And my wife was saying, it is the largest uh, uh, speech ever. Largest uh, gathering ever, any political speech in the history of Wyoming. Trump speaking at a convention, and he is lighting it up in Wyoming. And I'm telling you, you know, there's a lot of speculation. Will he run or won't he run? I think he's going to wait till after the midterms to make a final decision. I think he's running. I think all these rallies he's holding and and, uh, the fundraising he's doing for the candidates, and he's doing quite well, by the way. People he supports in these primaries, I think his record is 73 and 4 in these races. Like in Georgia, I know he came up short in Georgia. Kemp defeated uh, Paxton in Georgia. And the media is focusing on Trump's losses. He's won 73 and lost four. That's a pretty good average. So he's uh, speaking this evening in Wyoming. And, and uh, I'm telling you, it's hard not to get caught up into a, a 2024 run when you just watch him speak and listen to what he has to say. And he, and he just gets the crowd into it. And nobody does it like Trump. We've never had a president like Donald Trump. And I'm 63 years old. I remember Ronald Reagan's two terms. Loved Reagan. I I like George W. Bush. But Trump is the greatest president in my lifetime. Easily, hands down. Reagan was a two-term governor in in California. George W. Bush, you know, a lifelong politician. Not Trump. There's something different about him. He just knows what the American people are thinking. He's tapped into our concerns. He knows what Americans care about. And... uh, and I think he just so unnerves his opposition. People, the people on the left are apoplectic just at the mention of Donald Trump. When I wear my Trump uh, Make America Great Again red cap in Albany, people look at me like they just they want to say something, and I'm hoping they do, but, but they don't. They don't say anything because they don't have enough guts, frankly. One time somebody did. These two, uh, <clears throat> two guys who were lobbying in Albany, and I had a I had a few things to say back to them. But anyway, that's a that's a whole show in and of itself. So let's see. I'm, I'm running down a list of things here to talk about. By the way, if you like this program, hit like, hit subscribe, and uh, please tell your friends about it. And if you want to leave a comment, leave it a comment in the comment section below. And uh, we appreciate it either way. It's good to have you along with us. So we talked about the shootings briefly. Uh, let's see. Memorial Day. I, I just a list. Of, I'm, I'm forgetting something. I'm forgetting something. I think I think that pretty much covers it. I want to tell you about the other programs we have for you on the BMG network. We have the Ken Burns show. We have Adrian Ross st- still doing a program. She uh, is uh, faithful, and that's a good thing. We need good, faithful people to do what they do and what God has put on our hearts to do. God has all given us, each one of us, a special gift or gifts. And uh, those of us on the BMG network hope you think that, you know, we're... we're making the most of our gifts as broadcasters and podcasters. So we have Ken Burns, Adrian Ross. We have uh, my daughter, Madeline, who's who's a natural. Now, yes, I'm biased, 
but she is for 18 years of age the poise that she has the poise and intelligence and an, an ability uh to behind the mic is really impressive at 18. if i were as i said this before if i were as as uh, mature and as a good a broadcaster as she is at 18, I'd, I'd be at Fox right now or MSN. Well, not MSNBC, but certainly Fox. So Madeline with The Essentials with Maddie Flint, that airs on Fridays. And that's going to put the wraps on this program. Thank you very much, folks, for tuning us in. And uh, if you want to get in touch with me directly, you can do that via email. Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N, at the BMG Network.com, all lowercase. If the Lord wills it. We will talk to you real soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of the Pac-Man Podcast, go to the bmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune into the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.